Hey guys, it's Drew, and I just want to thank Legendary Pants for their wonderful, wonderful pronking purple dice that were part of their Upstart Kickstarter dice set. And I wanted to let everybody know that they actually have a new Kickstarter for their second round, their Upstart D6 sets. So if you have a tabletop RPG that uses mostly D6 dice, or if you just want a bunch of D6 dice, they have an awesome number of sets that are available on that Kickstarter. Some new colors, some colors that they had in the original, but all D6s, and they look really cool. Now, a little bird on the street told me that Starfinder might be getting some new classes. That's right. The Witch Warper, the Vanguard, and the Biohacker have been revealed for a Starfinder playtest for the upcoming operations manual that's going to be released later next year. And we couldn't temper our excitement. So we brought in Owen Casey Stevens, the Starfighter design lead for Paizo, to answer our questions about these new classes, to talk about them, and as well to talk about the playtest and how we can be involved in making sure these classes are as awesome as they possibly can be before they're officially released next year. So make sure that you stay tuned past to be continued to hear the awesome conversation about these new classes, some of the speculation, and, and how we can all get involved. Now, let's move on to Cosmic Crit Episode 64, Scruffy Looking Knack Herder. Last time on Cosmic Crit. In the EOB's docking bay, we engage in a different kind of starship combat. Our first hand-to-hull combat against a vehicle. Boy, space combat sure went up a level in difficulty. Uh, does Andis know how to operate that thing? They sure don't. Despite the odds of facing off against a vehicle, Raimi gets revenge for the beating he took last episode. We bested a couple of scavenger slimes in a side room, and we decided we can't take on any more distractions. You guys sure you don't want to check every room? All right, first we had undead in bathrooms. Now we've got slimes in closets. I don't want to open doors in this AP anymore. Knack looks just like a corpse fleet member. No way this could go wrong. Episode commencing in three, two, one. Episode initiated. 30 years ago, horror master John Carpenter treated us to the thinnest of allegories about yuppies and capitalists. We're seeing undead looking aliens all over this ship, and it's time to take them out. Because if they live, that means that they can die. On this week's episode of Cosmic Crits. Greetings, Earthlings. My name is Patrick, and I'm your GM around here, your Gestalt media conglomerate telling you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Joining me in a mission to awaken the human race to the brainwashing advertisements around them are my five friends and your wrestlers turned actors to my left. A teleporting alien that you can take to the bank hits Drew playing Knack Feldspar. I'm here to roll crits and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. To his left, Rowdy Roddy Piper, beating the flea man of you in an alley. It's Jabert playing Andis 147. You know that's what I do. Across the digital table, an alien collaborator kicking the hero out of a window. It's Miles playing Raimi Quindar. Either you put on those glasses, or I start eating that trash can. To his left, a pair of cool sunglasses that cast true scene on the wearer. It's Rebecca playing Alindra Vallis. Hello. And finally, to my right, 
It looks like his head fell in the cheese dip back in 1957. It's Tyler playing a Drosferonis. That was nacho cheese joke, Patrick. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I know I messed up my quote, but <laughs> that was close enough. That's um, just bad. I knew someone was going to take a uh, uh, bubblegum bubble bubble yeah. quote, so I made a backup for Tyler. <laughs> uh, his original one was, he's here to drink black milk and kill the corpse fleet, and he's all out of black milk. <laughs> uh, we're talking about They Live, of course, uh, which was, a, I believe, a suggestion from the Crittermander Discord for oh, uh, for an well, intro. Cool. Uh, and I was like, oh, how is this not on my list of future intros now that it's going to be about undead aliens? <laughs> It already was on my list. I just forgot about it. Uh, it is. It is. I revisited a little bit over this weekend, preparing uh, for tonight's episode. How are you doing, everyone? How, how does it feel to be back for another episode? 64. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It feels delicious exciting. and full of turkey. Well, turkey was so cool. two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> that, tells, oh, no, no. that tells you how much I've eaten. <laughs> <laughs> you still eating leftovers? <laughs> you know it. Oh boy! I hosted Thanksgiving. There were supposed to be twenty people. I bought a twenty-pound turkey. No one showed up. Now he's just got, got twenty pounds in his tummy. I've just got yeah. I mean, it's just been over a pound of turkey like every day and uh, for every meal. Oh man! <laughs> he, he's got the turkey leg in his hand right now, like a barbarian. Uh, just like, yeah. ah, chomping on it. Uh, let's talk more about Turkey and not play Starfinder. How about that, Rebecca? No, Starfinder. <laughs> uh, are, are you sure? Okay, fine. Yes. Now, now, did you have your broken. turkey fried or was it baked in the oven? <laughs> we had ham Starfinder, this year. So. Alindra shoots Raimi. <laughs> um, no, we have to pick up immediately because we left on a cliffhanger of four <laughs> Yoxian dark-looking robots marching towards a Naxizrak alone in an alley of this massive ship, the Empire of Bones. And we are starting this week's episode immediately in combat. We have rolled initiative before we started playing tonight. And someone got a, a natural 20 on that initiative roll. Believe it or not, that makes them go first. Top of the turn order. Turn one, Nak. Feldspar. Way to go, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> I was really, really hoping you'd roll low so I'd be able to get some, <laughs> some good shots off. Uh, so, Nack, last week, turning the corner, you saw this host of black chassis Yoxian security robots. Their weapons raised walking towards you through the dimly lit corridor and o over open comms. They have said, Intruders must suffer! Eradicate living infestation! In Yoxian, of course. Uh, and Eoxian, Nack responds back, yeah, they they went down that hallway uh, and points to the to the hallway that is next to them. So to think that maybe uh, maybe they'll go there. I was really hoping you weren't going to point in the room with us. <laughs> so it, it is your turn at the start of combat. Is that all you're doing? Uh, no, I'm also going to whip out my major disruption pistol uh, and, uh, instead of my minor disruption pistol. I would like to take aim at the one that is closest, uh, like furthest down the hallway, closest to where Knack is, uh, and get him, fire, and that's a natural two. So oh, boy. Natural two, 17 <laughs> to hit. Even with your get him? Uh, 18 to hit. 19. How much is get him? Good lord. We've played this game before. We know how to, we know Starfinder. <laughs> a, uh, a 19 is a hit. A natural two. Oh, nice. Oh, all right. Oh, these, these guys might be in trouble. Uh, so that is a 15 damage. 
Nice. So, um, a little bit of energy damage. This is some Sonic smacking into them. Uh, this one right in front takes <laughs> takes it into the chest and it's like, why, why are you shooting at us, Seahawksian? <laughs> you still got your, your cloak up, right? I don't like how the U-Bots are talking to me. Get Go back to work, you pieces of flame. <laughs> no, they're, they're definitely going to shoot you. Uh, but before that, it's Raimi Quindar's turn. Number two in our turn order. Okay, so Raimi sees the four guys there. He's yeah. still in, in the... You're right at the, the doorway. doorway of so, the, so he the puts room. a little do not disturb sign and closes the door and <laughs> clicks the lock. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. And we're just going to wait. This, no. <laughs> um... I, w- I would love to see how that plays out. How'd Mac die? So Raimi's going to pop out uh, kind of uh, next to Knack mm-hmm. and uh, shoot his uh, artillery laser rifle. Okay. Same one, uh, the one in the, the lead of this procession of four. Yeah, he got some batteries from, from last time, so he's he's ready to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, twenty. Oh, heavens. Woo! Starting this episode off... All right. I like uh, half okay. of that. <laughs> so a 37. Uh, 39 with get him. Uh, that is that's a lot of damage. What are, we, what are we doing for damage here? Uh, so that's 19 regular damage and then uh, 18 for the critical effect. And I think I roll, is it 1d6 burn? Yeah. For artillery laser, that sounds right at this level. What, what level artillery laser is it? Uh, Tyler. So level nine. Level nine. Is it the Aphelion? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, double checking on that one. If it's level nine, yes, it's a one d six burn. Ooh boy. All right. So we're gonna roll that, and that's a three. So I think it's forty points of damage. Is that correct? I I can't do math at this time of it's the 37 day. Thirty-seven plus three. Yeah. Right. Thirty-seven to hit. Thirty-seven. Uh, so in addition, my health. To the the crit damage and, and the future burn damage, uh, these things are also vulnerable to critical hits. So it's a little bit more than God. What forty damage? It's uh, uh, one and a half times that. <laughs> oh, that that sounds lovely. One and a half times your base, which was what thirty seven. So I came in that. What's well, thirty seven plus eighteen? <laughs> Fifty five. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's still up, but it has taken a massive hole in its chest that's just burned right through, and it, I'm sure will live for many rounds after this. <laughs> uh, did Did they need to roll the save for the uh, burn damage or uh... damage? Uh, right. So it'll get a, a chance to uh, to knock off the burn condition. Uh, at the end of its turn, it'll take that damage then. But already, a lot of damage on this first one. They haven't gone yet. Next in the turn order is Adros Veronis. All right. Hearing hearing some fire, laser fire and sonic fire from outside the door, Adros will move out, readying his, his two blades. And I think he hadn't seen these guys, so he comes into the hallway. I imagine he can see them. And he's only 40 feet away. Mm-hmm. That's enough to do a charge, so oh, I don't think I'm obstructed in any way. So we're going to charge. Bump a blade. Snickle snook. And, 18 on the die. Yeah. That's a hit? Yeah. That's 38 <laughs> points of damage. Okay. <laughs> this one's not looking too good. Uh, I'm, I'm not liking this guy's chances here. It is still alive. Uh, and it will 
We'll see what happens. But next in the turn order, you guys rolled, mostly rolled very well on initiative is Lindra Vallis. And you hear this battle going on outside in the hall. Yeah, I'm going to come out into the hallway and I'm going to Stellar Rush. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, geez. Also, I'm pushed on attuned. Okay. Should I bull rush or should I just hit it at the end? Always a tough choice. What does your heart um, tell you? I think... I think I'm just going to hit it really hard. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan. I like that very I much. I think that's what you're going to do, too. <laughs> <laughs> so with my body or with my stellar weapon? Um, okay, so I'm going to use my stellar weapon mm-hmm. on this at the end of the charge. So this one that the one that the draws is not attacking? Right, yeah, the one right in okay. front of me. Okay, so the, the second one here, uh, 25, that is a hit. Awesome. And what's that? So that's going to do 37 damage. 37. Okay. <laughs> that's a hit. And we've gone done just uh, above about 100 damage already so far. Turn one. But it is their turn now. I get a chance to uh, fight uh, back. And these guys are... These guys that you are up on top of, Adros and Alindra, they do have a slam attack. I think... Each of them is going to try that. A single slam against you. The two in the back are going to fire. Uh, they look like they have some integrated uh, rifle weaponry. So first for these melee attacks, I'm going to go against Edros. A four. Not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to look up what their bonus is. Uh, against Alindra. Brown. 11 on the dice. Now what is is your KAC, Alindra? 27. Okay, and uh, that is also a miss. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Just a little oh. bit better with oh. melee attacks. But let's go ahead, and these range attacks are going to be a, ooh, a little bit better. They're much better ranged. First, we're going to do one against a Dross. Another four against a Dross. Yes! <laughs> Don't think that's going to do it. <laughs> Let me double check. Yeah, nope. And one against Alindra. <laughs> Another 11. Oh my god. Another 11, <laughs> so I've rolled. Two fours against a draw, two elevens against Alindra. This one is going to be a hit, even shooting through oh, no. his buddies, because this is against EAC, which is 26 for you? 27. Oh, 27 as well? Let me double check mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, nope, that is just a hit, shooting through his buddy, and you are blasted with a static arc rifle shot. So this is electricity damage. Minimum damage. This, yes. I feel, will be a quick fight. That is eight points of electricity damage. That is their entire turn. Very sad about that. And just for this one that is still burning, I've rolled its reflex save. What is it? A seven. So it has saved against that uh, additional burn damage. So that one is... The fire has been, been put out on its chest. Let's go on to and it's one four seven back in the slimes chamber. All right, I can see everyone coming out into the hallway and running and running down there. So I'm going to start heading that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I run through the doors, cut to the left, see a bunch of security robots, and uh, you know what I love to do. Uh, I'm going to ask the one that is standing next to Alindra to make a will save. No, no. <laughs> Oh, good uh, call. This one, so the one that Adrosa attacked? Uh, no, the one that oh, Alindra the one that attacked. attacked. Okay, yeah. yes. We'll save. They've got a great will. Absolutely certain, but I've rolled one, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. Uh, gonna, gonna need to know what that... Gonna need to know what the result of that one was. No, don't worry about it. It's it's pretty low. All right. <laughs> keep beating it by, like, 20. 
Okay, good. Uh, the DC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah, the DC was 22. So, um, so long as you, uh, it fails by 10 or more, right? You have direct yep. command control. Over exactly. The, the construct. Yeah, so I'm going to use that as my uh, exocortex's standard action to mm. access another uh, system. And then I'm going to use a, my standard action as a second move action to track. Let's see. The, let's say these two in the back. Okay. Yep. So these two ranged targets that have mm-hmm. been firing weapons, and that is your entire turn, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Move. Move. Okay. And that brings us to the top of turn two. Back to Drew. All right. Knack is going to move uh, southward in the hallway a little yep, bit towards the, the the fight. Towards the fight, but get out of the way so that it, maybe he can get a, a cleaner shot off of these guys. Uh, as an ammo conserving measure, he is going to deposit that major disruption pistol in a cheek pouch and quick draw his hailstorm zero pistol that hadn't seen use uh, much in the last few fights uh, he's going to take a shot get him at the one that is attacking Adras right now with a get him mm. that is a 21 to hit even shooting through your friend Adras that's a hit for only 8 damage 8 damage oh boy it's still up still up and that is your turn. Bring us back to Ramy Quindar. All right. Well, so Ramy is going to uh, fire magic missile at that robot. Standing still, full action. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, had a single hit point left. It's dead. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> That's all it took. That's what happens when you coordinate multiple shots on this first guy. <laughs> He's not getting a turn two. That brings us to Adros, Valranus, Tyler, your robot is dead. <laughs> All right. Patrick. Oh, that's my name. Some attacks of opportunity here, I think. I'm trying to figure out what the best position to be. Alindra's fighting this mm. one security robot. There are two others that have been shooting some ranged weapons. I'm sorry. Andes controls the one I'm in front of, right? Oh, the, yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. This is this is now your guys' best friend. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's our best friend. So I mean, it's, it's only for one round, so so uh, oh. you, you, feel free to put some damage on on that old on that old sucker. Uh, then what I'm going, what Adras is going to do, there is a robot directly in front of him. He's not going to go after the Andis controller. Uh, he'll leave that to Alindra's proficient hands. Mm-hmm. But he's going to try and get in behind one of these other ranged robots, which is going to, so he's going to try and pass by this robot on its left and then get in behind it for future, possibly future flanking. And uh, I think that's going to provoke. Yes, yes. So provoking from this one, you're moving past with its very effective slam attack. Let's uh, let's drop it. A 12 on the dice. Yeah, that's not going to do it against your KAC. So miss. Uh, then I'm going to go ahead and just take a, a single stab. At this one that just tried to, to take your head off with a slam. Yeah, just a, a, a gentleman's tap with the longsword. Uh, ooh, kind of rolled low. Rolled a five. How does mm-hmm. a 23 do? Against their case, it's a hit. All right, pretty good damage rolls. 42 points of of the slash on this guy. The answer to life, the universe, and destroying robots. 42 (laughs) on the board, bringing us to Alindra Ballas. 
Alright, I'm just going to stay where I am and full attack uh, the one that Andis is controlling and that is right in front of me. I'm going to say over my comm link, Hey Andis, just make it stand there really still so I can hit it. <laughs> you, you got it. So uh, it just uh, just sticks its sticks its arms out in the air and this is like, hit me, mommy! <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. I don't know why I say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very tired, guys. I'm very tired. I'm very sorry. Alindra, are you my mommy? The robot says in Eoxian. Alright, this is attack number one and that's a 35. Hit. Awesome. So that's going to do 40 damage. Jeez, please. Uh, yes, number it. two. 27 that's uh 39 damage yeah okay i i probably should have brought out my calculator at the beginning of tonight's episode to save <laughs> us some some time here but i think it's still up let's see what the calculator says though uh no it is very dead <laughs> with those uh, uh what three hits i think he did all that damage so <laughs> dead as a doornail Alindra sends Andis a mental high five. <laughs> Aww. And it is now the robot's turn. Uh, Lurian and Larson, they're going to guarded step away from the murderous desk. They're going to try and make some range attacks, but you see this time they seem to be charging up their their arc weaponry. Try to make a, a boosted shot with these static arc rifles. Can't do this very often, but... Oh boy, I need to, I need some some damage on the board right now. They're going to also Jesus. try... We'll do one shot against Edros and one against Alindra. First against Edros. 14 on the dice. That's a hit. Thank goodness. <laughs> I get to see their, their, uh, their arc weaponry. Okay, three on the D12. That is 12 points of electric electricity damage. And Alindra... Oh, a super hit. A 19 on the dice. <laughs> and oh boy, I wish it could have been a crit. It's still a hit. Rolling real low, guys. Tonight, real low. <laughs> two, two on the dice, so that is 11 points of electricity damage. 11. Next in the turn order is Andis147. All right, let's see. I am going to. This is. Uh oh, this is round three. I gotta. I gotta move. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Oh no! Get away from laundry. I Gotta get out of here. Uh, I'm just gonna take a, a five foot step back. I'm gonna take a shot at the robot that's moved over to the uh, to the right side over here. Yeah. Okay. To, uh, to your right. That's the one that Adros did put some damage on. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take just a single shot over that way. Alrighty. That's gonna be a 32 to hit. You guys rolling very well tonight. Uh, that is a hit, of course. Uh, 24 points of damage. The opposite of 42 in many ways, <laughs> multiple ways. And it is, it's not looking too good after two hits. And that brings us indeed to turn three, Nack Feldspar. All right, so I don't really wanna move. So mm -hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna drop prone. Okay. Uh, on the one that we have been attacking in this hallway uh, between me and Adras on the left-hand side, uh, we're going to get him, and we're going to Hailstorm Zero Pistol again. Alrighty. Go right ahead. That is a 24 to hit. To hit. 10 damage. Not doing so hot at that, but... <laughs> Not with the, the damage dice, but every little bit. Helping out Raimi Quindar. Back to you. Alright, I'm, I'm going to fire on the same uh, robot. Uh, ye old magic missile 
Didn't roll amazing, but uh, 12 points of damage. Alrighty, it's still, it's not dead. Not yet. Okay, okay. Edras for honest, we're on. It's turn three. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> I mean, Edras is literally standing where Alindra probably wants to stand. Uh... <laughs> I imagine there's just like a, like a 10 second timer above Alindra's head every time you guys enter into the combat. And you're like, uh, you're just counting in, in your own mind. Uh, I gotta yeah. get out of here. Uh, I imagine she starts glowing. You probably know. Yeah. So Edras Edros is going to take his two swords and he's just going to, he's going to say, Nack, catch! And he throws the swords at Nack. And, uh... All right, make an attack roll to kill Nack. Got it. Yeah, attack roll to kill Nack. No. Uh, So he throws the swords down the hallway. He's going to swift action, take out a hammer, Mm -hmm. uh, because he's ten feet away from the robot. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he's going to try and uh, he's going to smash uh, he's going to smash actually this robot that has not taken any damage. Well, this uh, is weird. You've already used your attack rolls to throw swords at Knack, so I don't know how you're going to oh, do that. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, no. Not, not those not those silly attack rolls I rolled. I thought those were the free actions. Do you want to drop them at your Nack feet? Is a free action? Dropping them at your oh. feet is free. So, but tossing them to a side is not? Nope. The attack action to throw something. Standard action, I should say. Silly boy. Fine. I'm, I'm sorry. Your swords are going to get exploded. That is a fact. That is going to happen. <laughs> All right. Fine. The swords can get exploded. Yeah. Gonna... Let's do damage to swords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doing damage to swords. Uh, so just drop them. Take out the hammer. And let's let's try and smash this guy who stepped away from a dross. But is yet to be damaged, I believe. That is correct. This is the swoop hammer. Is going to be a 27 to hit. Hit. 44 points of damage. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then Adros is going to do what a gentleman does and run away. Alindra Alice, we're on to you. Turn three. What is happening? What's going on uh, in Alindra's mind? <laughs> yeah, who, who could possibly guess? Um, I'm going to step right in between these two robots and use Supernova. Okay, so that's 42 unless they make a save. Reflex save. More 42 going on here. So let me make this one that's already taken a ton of damage. This one is very important. Reflex save. And I've rolled fairly low, so that is a failure. Seven on the dice. And he's dead. He he gets exploded across (laughs) the the hallway here. Robot parts. Oil and grease. Uh, Springs. I don't know if they have springs. Cogs go flying everywhere. And this other one, less important reflex save here, but also fails it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of damage on that one already. It is back to its turn. Oh, boy. And I think uh, just the closest target here, it's going to make a single attack against Alindra. That is a hit. Let's roll that d12 for the nine on the dice which is 16 points of electricity damage on this normal attack. And then it's going to um, going to retreat somewhat to a, a firing position down the hallway as it's move action. And I don't know if it's retreated far enough because it's now Antis's turn. Don't think it has, Patrick. Uh, Antis is going to step forward to just in front of Alindra. Oh, no, I forgot you can move too. Right. Oh, no. Oh, my, my plan. My perfectly laid plans. No. Uh, that's going to be a 25 to hit. That's a hit. All right. 20 damage. Sonic. Had 19 hit points left. It's dead. Yes! yes. <laughs> yes. 
Jeez Louise. Lindra gives Andis a real high five this time. Real high five. <laughs> oh boy. I was looking at their stats and I'm like, these are pretty beefy security robots. All right, I'm excited about this fight. <laughs> they got special attack they can do and some cool guns. No, no. Turn three. We are out of combat, everyone. Good job. Good job, everyone. It, feel, it feels nice to roll well for once. <laughs> yeah, Miles yeah. starting off the attack run <laughs> with that, uh, that <laughs> right? huge crit. Um, why don't you, now that you're further down this hallway and taking a look, you got some robot corpses around you, make me a uh, perception check. Mm. Alrighty, so who's who's rolled the highest here? <laughs> I see some low uh, rolls. Looks like Andis. Yeah, it looks like me. I, I rolled a 29. Okay, so looking down this hallway to the aft of the ship, the, like the back side of the ship, kind of uh, from where you came, you see another large set of double doors. Um, and then it looks like the hallway goes back to the starboard side of the ship where the, the hangar is. And there's a, another bit of the hallway that goes port side. So a uh, mm-hmm. hallway kind of that runs parallels the one you're in now. And uh, yeah, right at the end of where you're staring down, another, another set of doors... Lots of doors to go through now. Um, what do you guys want to do? If I remember correctly, our um, we re- had received an SOS from the starboard side of the ship. Yeah, well, that was uh, when you entered. So most everything was, uh, I think it was port side, but it was towards the interior of the ship. Port side's left, correct? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Double checking like I do just about every other episode <laughs> where we have to talk they about port, shit. They have four yeah. letters, port and left. Star, um, Star well, has four letters. That doesn't. But uh, well, Starboard. I mean, oh, I mean, oh, so, sorry. So, well, I guess what I was saying is, mm-hmm. you want to look for that? Well, no, I mean, yeah, right. It's I, I thought we said that it was coming from this direction. Is that not the case? If you take the time and want to try and triangulate now, it does seem to be coming from the aft of where you are standing. So okay. it's very possible it's these double doors that you're looking at at the moment. Okay. These down here. To your. Right players and yes, yeah, down down this new hallway. Oh, that okay. You're looking okay. down. Yeah. Um, I indicate that to the to the team. Hey, Andis, do, do you see anything that maybe we could get a map of this place? I know we're not going to know what's inside the the rooms, but at least I'd like to know what direction we're headed in here. Uh, I, I look down at my data pad with the map on it, and I show the map to Knack. <laughs> hey, we got a map. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah the one, the one we downloaded, dude. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Yeah, you, you did get a, a very brief map that had, you know, a lot of rooms that just said secure sites. And you had a couple, including, I think, the, the slime chamber that you explored that had a room like maintenance or something along those lines, something pretty vague still. Yeah. So it's not very useful. Uh, but this one, this room that you are looking at now, you think the distress signal is coming from, does indeed say secure site. Hmm. Uh, it, it leaves me uncomfortable to not leave a to not go into these rooms and make sure we're not going to get followed by something that's watching us without us knowing but uh, I'll listen to you guys what do you want to do I think we should follow our original directive and follow the distress beacon once we find out where they're where, where they are we can go back if necessary but I think we should answer their call I, I, I agree. I mean, we're, we're kind of on a time clock here. There's a battle going on outside, and <laughs> we kind of need to get this taken care of. All right, so you want to follow Andis? 
Doesn't Nack have a disguise? I do have or a disguise. It, it works so well already. Let's keep Not doing that. I mean, I'm, I'm a little worried that if this is if these are friendlies that looking like the, the bad guys are, is going to give us away somewhat. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's go. Are you going back to uh, OG, classic, original Nack style? I was going to go for 80s glam Nack, but no, nah, that's fine. OG Nack's fine. <laughs> Um, so the double doors leading here to the aft of the ship are indeed electronically locked. Ah, there's a couple ways to open with brute strength. No, no, you don't. (laughs) Definitely not. Raimi knocks on the door politely. Is that indeed what you want to do, Miles? No, that sounds like a horrible idea. (laughs) All right. Well, that seems like something you might suggest. (laughs) You are 100% correct. (laughs) Uh, I was about to say, you got to move up to the door, too, to knock on it. I'll I'll reveal. You got to see the rest of these hallways, some more doors leading starboard and port side. Nack starts sweating. So so many rooms, (laughs) so much loot. Andis, can you get these doors open? Uh, yeah, this seems, I mean, engineering, computers, what do you think? It's up to you. You can both hack in to the door or try and physically remove the lock with engineering. Um, one is easier than the other. I believe you, I believe you engineered your way past the slime door last week. I forget. <laughs> um, I'm going to, uh, computers my way past this door. Out of obligation, wow. I have to ask if this can be assisted. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a very small access panel. I'll allow one person to assist. Miles, I'm plus seventeen. You're probably better than me. This. It doesn't matter. It's 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 a DC ten to yeah, assist. Yeah, I was gonna say so. I'm plus twenty one. Okay. Like Andis needs it, right? <laughs> yeah. said, out of obligation, just in case he rolls a negative. What did you roll? Uh, I rolled a thirty three. Okay, well, it was DC thirty five, so he should be happy. Knack was like, no, no, yeah. no, don't cross that wire. Right. (laughs) Or or Ramey or whoever assisted. Uh, So with a 35, you are able to spoof a a signal. It seems like it does require some kind of security card to to access this room. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're able to fool it. Fooler can't be fooled no matter how many times you open this door. And it opens up to a very large room. I'm going to have to scroll on the map. It's so large. Oh, no. Scrolling. Uh, are those bathrooms? Well, uh, these, these are beds. Like have size. bathrooms in them. Calm down, Tyler. <laughs> Getting creepy. Uh, so it's fairly brightly lit, this room, unlike many of the others that are almost all dim light, save on, I guess, electricity if you have dark vision. And yeah, it's one of the few uh, brightly lit areas of the Empire of Bones that you've seen. And you get the impression that this could be sealed, this room, to contain atmosphere. And indeed, maybe because of that, you see these four barred cells that run the length of the aft wall with closed lock uh, metal gates. And each seems to have a keypad with a red light on it. And in the back of the room, you see a small desk with a computer console. A metal cabinet hangs on the four wall right behind it. All right. I'm walking over to the computer console. Are you guys all moving in? I'm going to check out this. Follow. Yeah, I'm going to check out this cat. Dross wants to start. Yeah. Dross wants to know. Uh, these are. You know, what looks like to be in front of us are you know, kind of jail cells. So Adros wants to start at the furthest jail, uh, furthest cell, and just start checking each one for people. Yeah, sure. and, and um, this is going to uh, toss a data pad to Adros so uh, Adros can see if uh, 
the signals coming from one of these empty cells or if there's something else. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So while you're you're doing that, you're searching the desk, this this cabinet. Uh, everyone, make me a perception check, and I'll tell you what you see, when you see, why you see. Man, my perception rolls have been so low lately. Got twenty two. I think you're all right. Yeah, but that's a two on the <laughs> dice. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Patrick, uh, how about a survival check instead? Can I talk you into survival here? Um, what do you, as a player, have to offer me in the form of a bribe? Um, undying love. Uh, I will Please roll me perception, Tyler, right now. Thank you. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, beans. <laughs> Tyler, Ty- Tyler, you should have offered to stick your hand in some strange hole and, like, <laughs> you know, just, like, whatever happens, happens, you know? Uh, I can make you a robo hand. (laughs) Uh, With the data pad set up by Andis, going to the the far port side of this room and checking that first chamber, it seems like the signal does indeed get weaker as you kind of walk away from the the doors in the middle of this room. Uh, Here at the desk, you guys see what looks like a, a pretty secure looking computer on the, the tabletop, an Eoxian machine, and uh, a cabinet that uh, when you open up, it seems like you see where maybe a security key card would be slotted or rested, but it is empty. There's some other items in here. It looks like a, a lot of gear, some magical, some technological. But as you guys are searching this room, it's time for initiative roll checks. Of course. Because the, <laughs> the metallic floorboards rattle a bit and one of them begins to move by itself and emerging from them small folk dwarven undead Th- these are indeed very generic undead um, that we've used uh, for icons on the show but they very distinguished looking zombie like dwarves coming at you seem to be crawling out of the ship itself we've rolled initiative that's how i do with my initiative oh, no. not not grand but Better than Raimi and Edris. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, yes, I'm definitely better. I've rolled a 12 on my initiative die. But first at the top of the order again is a Neck Feldspar. It's a me, Neck. These guys on their surprise round have indeed moved, and now they are standing on solid ground. All right, so Neck is going to take aim at the the most uh, upright one. Upright. <laughs> the well, they're all upright because they're walking. But uh, <laughs> the, the most starboard. Yes, the most starboard uh, and uh, and for northward on the map. Uh, mm. And he is going to quick draw his minor disruption pistol, take aim, and get him. That is a twenty-four to hit against EAC. That's a hit. Uh, for 10 damage. Ouchies. <laughs> uh, and after that, he is going to move a little bit. He's going to move up here to get a little distance and get a little bit out of the line of sight of these cats. Putting yourself in the very back of this room, back against the wall. Next in the turn orders, and is 147. I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to track two of these guys. I'm going to track uh, the two on the, on the starboard most side of the room. Because uh, those are the two that I have a clear shot to. Yep, closest to you, right? Uh, I'm going to target the two uh, at the aft of the room, and I'm going to take a shot at the one in the front. All right, the, this one that uh, Knack also just shot at. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that one, the one that looks real juicy and targeted. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I rolled a, tw- I got a 21, uh, but with plus two, it's 23. Uh, against EAC, it's a hit. All right, that's going to be 26 points of damage. Oh boy! Okay, so blasting this one, it it uh, it's moved. It can take that hit, but uh, oh boy, it it doesn't like getting all this damage. It looks at you guys in your direction, murder in its eyes. But before it can act, it's Alindra Vallis's turn. Okay, I'm going to move just a little bit over and stellar rush at this guy in front. And this okay. time, I'm actually going to use a bull rush. Okay. Yep. So this will be that old KC attack to try and blast him backwards. He has technically moved, so not flat-footed. This is the one that has been hit twice already. Go ahead and make me that attack. All right. That's a 23 to hit. That, uh, even with Ginnum, you have to hit four plus its KAC at this point, right? With your improved bull rush? Uh, I mean, I think it, is it not combat maneuvers? It's a combat maneuver, which is normally plus eight versus this KAC, but you, you did take an improved bull rush, which makes it only plus four. E- even with the 25, that is not enough. Okay. So no pushing it back, but it, it gets to make a reflex save for half damage. Right. I've I've rolled well. <laughs> oh boy, here here's oh, a go. Man. Episode round, uh, 19 on the dice forge reflex save. It has passed, so half damage. What's that? So that's nine damage then. Ooh, thank goodness. And it is their turn now. You are kind of blocking this one's path to to kill your, your squishy ranged teammates in the back of the room. It is going to... It's going to have to attack you now. And its friend is going to come up around the back side of you as it maneuvers into a flanking position of around Alindra Vallis. And these two other undead dwarves at the far side of the room take a look at it. Edros Veronis with murderous eyes and move directly up to him also. Favorite kind of eyes. Also going to to try and make make some attacks. They've got these chipped and pretty rusty looking tactical knives that they are going to, to bring out try and slash at you. Do I get Edros. a reaction to either of those or were they far enough away? Uh, nope. This one, the the one that has not been hit closest to you, has moved kind of around the back side of you. They have a, a good amount of movement, and this one that you have bull rushed is just going to guard its steps. Oh, okay. No attacks there, and these other two just move straight up to Adros. Uh, let's do the Adros attacks first. So, a couple knives. First one, three on the dice is a miss. A second one, a sixteen on the dice is a hit. A flat-footed Adros for honest. Can you damage me? I've rolled five on 2d4. That's, boy, 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 15 points of slashing damage. <laughs> oh, just a little bit. You got yeah, a little just bit a in there. Straight cut, maybe to your cheek. Does not a lot of damage, I imagine. Uh, these other two that come around the backside of you, Alindra, don't have a, a pistol drawn yet. It looks like they're going to try and make a KAC attack, a combat maneuver against you. At least one of them. Let's see. This first one is going to come around the backside of you, and it's going to try and grapple you. So I make the grapple check. Let's try it out. Uh, ooh, probably not going to be hit. Let me double check on this. Even with flanking, I need to hit a, I think, a, at least a 31. I do, guessing, have the improved maneuvers. And whatever. I've rolled a 10 on the dice. That's unfortunately not going to be enough. So seeing that his friend has failed, his the, the other one that's flunking me is going to try the same thing. They look to just be trying to take you down. Oh, boy. Natural cheat. 
That is their turn because they, they are unable to to grasp a, a very slippery Elendrophalus or maybe they're stabbing themselves on the, the pointy bits of your armor. Bringing us to Raimi Quindar. All right, so uh, Raimi is going to fire at the closest one to him with his artillery laser. Yeah, right. about 10 feet away. Pew, pew action. Uh, 31. That is a hit. For 24 points of damage. All right, pretty good. Is there any movement you'd like to make? You're just kind of um, hunkered behind the desk at this point. Yeah, I'm just going to hunker behind the desk. <laughs> <laughs> hunker, hunker. And that brings us bottom of the turn order. Edros Veronis, Tyler, it's your turn. Yeah, bring it up to the bottom. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm very far away from any of my friends, and I've got these two guys on me, but Edros took that, took a knife to the face, cheek, region. Mm-hmm. And it didn't hurt too bad, so I think he feels pretty confident that he can take these guys on. But he didn't have any weapons out. He just was using a data pad. So I'm going to have to drop the data pad. Hopefully it doesn't break. And use a move action to let's take out the two swords. Roll a D100 for me on that data pad. Okay. 88. Lucky 88. No, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would. I, I. don't. I don't think I have the UPPs to to, to make Candace a new data pack. Your wa- map is destroyed. I no, my, my prized possession. No. I watched the space YouTube drop test video for that particular model of data pad. <laughs> uh, Better like terrible on these data pads, but they can <laughs> they can withstand a drop from ten feet or higher. <laughs> so so bad. Um, I'm going to stab. Uh, actually, I'm going to slash at this, uh, this this guy directly in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to use, oh, what is it called? I'm going to use the Magma Blade because it has a Holy Fusion on it. So if oh. this guy has any DR, we're going to slice right through that. Not terrible. Actually. They wanted to be a one. It got knocked to a 19. That's a hit. Oh, yeah. I like that much, much better. 25 points of and- slashing and fire. And this one to your your north, a.k.a. starboard. Yeah. Okay. First damage on him. Turn to top of the turn order, Knack Feltzbach. Knack is going to take his move action to boost his minor disruption pistol. He's going to aim at the one, the this one right in front of this jail cell on the mm-hmm. aft side. Is that correct? Yep. The one behind Alindra that you have already hit before. Yes. Uh, and he is going to take that boosted minor disruption pistol shot. Get him. <laughs> That is a 29 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, for eight damage, and I'm going to boost that by another uh, hmm. another five, so it'll be 13 damage. All right, not bad, not bad. Great, bringing us to Andus 147. Back to you, Jabur. All right, I'm going to take a step around the desk here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be facing uh, directly down at the one I'm targeting. Uh, I'm going to use my exocortex to try to begin accessing that computer. Mm-hmm. See if there's okay. something, see if there's maybe something useful on that. Um, it is, I believe, not locked. Let me double check. Uh, no, it, it will take some time to to unlock this one. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, oh, right, right. We decided it was it worked different. Um, never mind. Um, I'm <laughs> going to, and I am just going to take me a shot at that fool. Yeah, 32. Mm, yeah, 34 with get him. That's a hit. That's going to be it. Sorry, is this big get him? Little get him. Little, Little get him. Get him. Yeah, Teeny okay. get him. That's what I thought. Uh, 25 points of damage on that one. All right. And that's right. going to 
Do it for me. All right, calm down. <laughs> Get some F in here. It's still up, but this guy's taken, wow, like four or five shots now. Alindra Vallis, these two seem to think they can flank you. Get away with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take a guarded step um, so that I'm right next to the guy that people have not been hitting. Oh, no, that that's the one that's been hit a lot. Oh, is it? Is this yes. the one with Get him? Yes. yes. Oh, oh, I thought it was the other guy. All right, perfect. Well, that was a really good choice. Good job, Alindra. All right. Um, so. You, you want to, do you want to do that? Yeah, I want to do that. Oh, no, that's, okay. that's great. You don't want right, to let so, him live for another round or two? No, no. he's next really in the turn order? All right, cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so guarded step, and I'm going to use my solar weapon against it. That's a 24 to hit. With get him, that is a miss. Oh no! Yeah, well, it gets oh. KAC. Thank goodness, because it's its turn, and its friend is going to move around the back side of you again. And I really want to strangle someone to death. So that's what they're going to do on their turn. All four of these guys, two around Alundra, two around Edros, trying to slip some hands, some undead greasy hands into your your helmet trying to choke you out let's do let's do a draws first because i've got to roll pretty darn high on these days. uh so first attack against a draws uh, nine on the dice and second attack is a 12 these guys cannot seem to do it let's yes. go to alindra alindra first first one trying to choke you out eight on the dice not enough <laughs> Three attacks, no hits. Fourth one has got to, <laughs> got to go, right? It's got to be a natural 20. I've rolled a five. That is that is less than an average of nine, I think, on all these attack rolls. <laughs> Nobody go back a, and look at my attack rolls from this episode so far. Those are all misses. I know I am still trying to hit a hard KAC target, but even so, I don't think <laughs> these might not have hit your regular KAC. <laughs> um, uh, Patrick, yeah. uh, you need to clear your cash, bro. Clear, go clear your cash. Not a don't thing tell him to do that. That's the secret. Ever done. But I'm, I'm, you know, if there's some, some hocus, some pocus, some voodoo voodoo that will make me roll twenties, I'm, I'm all for it. But uh, while, while I'm doing that, Miles, it is Rami Quindar's turn because they have basically flubbed a couple turns in a row now. All right, so uh, Rami is going to take aim at the gentleman. It's right in front of him. That's flanking Alindra. Yep, the one that you attacked last turn. Yes. Time for round two. Uh, that's a 28 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, for 25 points of damage. All right, another, even more damage than last turn. Another hit. Next in the turn order, right after Remy Quindar. Bottom of the turn order, I should say. Edros Veronis, Tyler, we're back to you. You got two of these guys surrounding you. They don't They don't know you can't be flanked. I've forgotten all about that. It's even harder to hit you. Yeah. Uh, I think Edros is dodging, dodging hands, trying not to get choked. And then you see you see him kind of perk up and he goes, Oh, oh, there are four undead guys and four cells. I think these guys died in their cells. And uh, <laughs> Is that the epiphany Edros has in the fight? <laughs> yeah, De- yeah. Detective Edros is on the job. Edros <laughs> has this epiphany. Do, are they wearing Eoxian gear at all? Or are they just wearing... No, wearing, it looks like pretty rusty, rugged spacesuits. Yeah, that have deteriorated. There's like rips in them, so they're, they definitely are not sealed in there. And they are they are undead. You can see see it in their eyes. If Edros uh, might look at one of those, all right, hey, maybe we don't need to fight. We hate the Eoxians. You probably died from them. 
We can team up. Uh, you, do you speak Yoxian? Right. I'm just kidding. No. They don't. Speak, they, they speak common. <laughs> These were dwarves okay. once. I, I was about to say, I was like, oh, I thought they were dwarves and I, would, I could get past ha, ha. the Oxian thing. Ha ha. Uh, no, but in common, uh, <laughs> this one might say back to you, we want your weapons. We want your ship. We want to kill. Oh, well, that's too bad. I could give you a ship, but I can't give you weapons. And you can't kill me. And, well, the uh, dice will decide that, Tyler. So, yeah. See, okay. <laughs> uh, Start rolling ones and hitting yourself, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll try so hard. Seeing that diplomacy has failed, and you're obviously not interested in any kind of parlay, uh, I feel like I feel like it is only just to give them double magma blades. So this uh, same guy that I attacked last turn, but this time okay. double. I don't have. I would go for the triple, but I don't have get him. So I'm just gonna go with the double magma blade. Two attacks. Make make those roll. Twenty nine against Casey. First one's a hit. That's twenty five points of damage. Same as last turn. All right. Attack number two. Ooh, that's a miss. <laughs> yeah, you, a you rolled a two. It's a two. <laughs> oh, it would have been max damage as well. Yep, that is, yeah. is indeed a miss, but it's quite a right. Because it's turn three. And at the top of the turn, we're back to Knack. All right, Knack would like to ready a battery for his move action, one of his uh, mm-hmm. Kishali batteries. Mm-hmm. And he wants to point at the uh, one that we have put so much damage on, but is still not down, and say, get him! And that's it. Um, you can make an attack. Oh, can I swap a battery then? Uh, no. So, um, pulling it out of, you know, your pocket or, or what have you is a, a move action. Right. So I use that move action, but I need to apply it to a gun and I figured oh. I didn't have the action economy no. to do that. No, <laughs> that'll take a, that'll take a standard action as well. Yeah. Ooh, uh, standard. Can I do uh, that? That'll as, be. Can I do that as a sorry. move action next turn or is that a, just a, is that only a standard action? Uh, no, it's a, it's a move action to reload, right? Yeah, it's a move action to reload. Uh, yep. Wait, wait, Nank, do you have uh, a quick drop? Uh, I don't have my batteries in a cheek pouch, so. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, yeah. And have it Smart move. Do not put batteries in a cheek pouch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the overheating problems are. Uh, yeah, so you, yeah. you can use a move action next turn. Do you, do you have ammo left? Uh, not in this gun anymore. So I wanted to ready that to do that. Basically, to ready the battery this turn, get them, swap the battery next turn, get them shoot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. You, you, I mean, yeah, if you want to just spend this turn pulling it out and reloading, you can. Uh, and do I still have the action economy to get them, that dude? No. I see that I would rather have to get them yeah. than to do yeah, it. Pa- yeah, Patrick, what he's saying is that he wants to pull it out this turn, yeah, get them, the next turn, next turn reload, and then shoot. That's, that is perfectly fine. Yeah, I think I stopped you from doing that, but... Yeah, that's that I, makes sense. That's what I am completely saying. Out. Yes. Uh, so get them on this one that you have hit many a time, bringing us to Andis one four seven, who might be able to put the the piste de resistance on on this guy that's got get them on. Ooh. What you got, Jabert? I certainly hope so, because I've got ten ammo with uh, with that dude's name on it. <laughs> and, oh boy. Yep. And so I'm gonna. Take my first shot. Is it okay if I take my first shot, see what the result is, and then decide if I want to uh, target a different guy for the second shot? Unfortunately, no. You'll have to declare. There's a abilities that'll let you do that to to snapshot. I think after you've you've uh, started firing. Oh, what 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 abilities are those? Out of curiosity. There's some soldier ones that that let you do indeed just that. Oh, okay. You have, you have to declare your shots and make them. Do you want to double on this guy or split up those attacks? Mm, 
it, it is turn three, just a reminder. And Alindra <laughs> is next in the turn. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we're overthinking this. Warning. Yeah. Warning. I'll, uh, Warning. Uh, I will shoot. I'll take my first shot at this uh, guy I've been shooting. And then my second shot, I'm going to just shoot right through that dude all the way to the one that Adras is uh, dealing with. Ooh, Plus we're going to yeah. take some negatives, shot. but hopefully I get lucky. So here's shot number one. All right, that one is a 36 to hit. I'd say that's pretty lucky. That's a hit. And that's going to be 26 on the damage. It is still up. Still up, but All right. you can still shoot through him. All right. To his friend on the other side. Yeah, so I'm taking a little bit of a negative because it's outside of my uh, my range. And I'm shooting through a dude. <laughs> but I at least bit. have that guy tracked. So here we go. And, and coordinated. And coordinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll get a plus one and a minus. Minus two for range. Minus two for cover or minus four for cover? Minus two. Okay, cool. So total, this will be minus seven. Oh, boy. Oh. Here oh, we go. Boy. We did the math, folks. It checks out. <laughs> you had it here. All right. So that's going to be... A 33 minus 7, which is a 26 to hit. Still a hit. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> uh, that's that's going to be a 20, 20 points of damage on that guy. All right. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty bloody. Not looking too good after that attack. Alendra Vallis, we're on to you. All right. Turn three. You know what that means. I'm being flanked, and I'm going to supernova both these guys. They don't know this. I would have I would have used my GM knowledge if, if I could. <laughs> they, they just want to murder the closest. Oh. So that'll do 37 damage unless they make a reflex save. A lot of 11 D6. That's so many D6. Uh, let's let's do. Uh, oh, well, it doesn't even matter. Uh, even if this one passes, that you guys have been wailing on, it is obliterated in solar fire. Yes. <laughs> uh, he yeah. Had, uh, whew, like like seven hit points left. Uh, this one that Raimi has been shooting. Let me roll that reflex save. A nine on the dice. It is a failure. Yes. DC twenty one. Uh, reflex. So taking that full damage, 37. It is still up, but wow. This one's also taken a great deal of damage. I think the only one that hasn't is the one that is flanking behind Edros at the far end of the room. It is their turn. They are down to three. Boy, oh boy. Really want to get off one of these. One of their special attacks, which is to strangle the life out of someone. So I'm going to keep... I'm going to keep trying. This one uh, that is on death's door <laughs> in front of Alindra. Hey, I'm going to roll a 20 one of these days, Tyler. You'll be sorry, and you'll be like, oh, I should have I should have uh, asked him to use a lesser attack. You're going to have GMs screaming in their car <laughs> to do something else. It's too cool if it goes off. Uh, so let's first attack Alindra Malice. D20. Natural oh, 20. Oh, 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 Unbelievable. Shut up, I'll Tyler. Be, Why did I'll I be back in a few mouth? minutes? I gotta do a victory dance off, off microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Use my microphone and do that dance. Let's see if we can pick this up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I have to do is talk about it for like five minutes before I roll it down. And you have to have pronking Tyler say like, yeah, why you keep doing that? Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> all right. Listen. Probability says I had a sound <laughs> argument. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how uh, dice rolling works. Okay, uh. unfortunately, this one in does indeed get a couple of greasy, undead hands around Alindra Vallis's neck. And we're in danger territory here. 
I need you, Rebecca, to make a fortitude save for me. Oh, gosh. Okay. It would really help me if you rolled low right now. Really help. It's a 21. 13 on the dice, 21. <sighs> DC 18. So you have, oh. you have passed. Yes. Oh, man. Nice. Oh, thank goodness. <sighs> so no, no cool effect. You're still taking some damage here, though, <laughs> as it's throttling the life out of you. Oh, two on the D12. Um, <laughs> six points of bludgeoning damage as it's trying to, to choke you out. But yeah, okay. you you've got a, a pretty thick, meaty neck. Not able to, to get it going. Uh, feeling good. So let's keep the train rolling. These two are going to try the same attack on a Dross, who I'm sure has a, uh, a worse fortitude. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, it's, it, it's way worse. It's way worse. First attack is a 10 on the dice. Now, second is a Ooh. 19, which is indeed a hit against your KC plus four. So, Tyler, now it's time, buddy. Make me that fortitude save. I'm not going to make uh, any eel jacket comments. <laughs> I reserve my eel jacket comments. <laughs> I reserve my eel jacket. on book five. Uh, plus 12 to fort, so I just need to roll a six or better, uh, which I am probably... <laughs> oh, no! Yes, five on the dice! Quit doing math, Tyler! It's <laughs> <laughs> hey Tyler, what's uh, what's going on? Oh, Tyler, man. Like, what's going on? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> How mad are you guys gonna be if I don't use this jacket? <laughs> I mean, I want to see what happens when you fail a fort save against these guys. So go for All it, right. dude. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, oh. Let, just do it, Patrick. Just do it. Do whatever. Final you answer, Tyler. Yes, final answer. Lock it in. Okay, great. You have an eel jacket for a racist. All right, so let me roll some damage dice. Uh, 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Whoop-dee-doo. Oh, okay, I that's fine. That. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm, I, think, I think my, I think my oh, constant... I'm, I'm not done. I know. I get to roll more stuff. Roll this d4. You also take two points of con damage. Constitution damage. Thank goodness. Uh, so that will drop drop some hit points off you, but not too much. Four, uh, two on a d4. That is their entire turn. I I can rest easy. These guys can go to their second graves again, <laughs> knowing they've done some damage here. That brings us to Remy Quindar. We're back. Back to you. All right. Well, I'm just... Here I go firing again. <laughs> 24 against EAC. Oh, against EAC is a hit. It's 24 points of damage. Pew, 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 pew. Double 24s. Oh, it is... It is hanging on by a thread, but it's oh still... Oh my gosh! On. Yeah! Four hits, tanked four hits, including one Alindrophalus, uh, full explosion. <laughs> Ed draws for honest, spot of the turn order. These guys, one of them is grappling you. Uh, yeah, I, I should say both Alindra and Ed draws are grappled, as per the condition. R- is your remind turn. me what that condition affects. Uh, grappled, it, it's not as bad in Starfinder. You can't take two-handed actions. You have a one-handed weapon, so whatever. It's a minus two to your armor class. Uh, armor class, uh, attack rolls, reflex saves, deck skill checks, and you can't take attacks of opportunity. Okay. So basically, the, this attack will be at a minus two. These attacks will be at a minus two. Or maybe just this attack. Okay. So being being grappled uh, and, or being strangled, I suppose, Adros is just going to stab out with the long, uh, the long sword, the ultra thin long sword. Just try to get now. Do you want to attack the one flesh. that's been attacking you, or the one that is currently grappling? Because 
This guy is not taking any damage yet. Oh, the gr- oh, I see, I see. I miss, I misunderstood which one is my grapply. Yep. He's just grappling. Oh, uh, yeah. So this guy's grappling from me from behind. So yep. I'm definitely just gonna. Adros is just gonna have to let him go for now and just try to keep attacking the guy who he has been attacking. He wants to just drop him and move on. So okay. Uh, let's do the ultra thin longsword uh, and try and take this guy out. Yeah, single attack. I, I want to make sure this lands. Okay. Ooh. Ooh what'd you roll? I'd probably. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> I rolled a six. Come on, Adros. Twenty-four altogether. 22 with being grappled, right? Yes, 22 with being grappled. Against KC, that is a miss against these guys. Ooh, this one lives. To fight into hopefully turn four. <laughs> um, Knack, Feldspar, back to you. Knack, seeing the way that things seem to be going with this, he's going to move down here. Let me make sure my math is right on this. Just to the edge of the desk? Uh, I need to move one more space down. Oh, I'm trying to help a dross about 60 feet away. <laughs> oh, it seems like it. Uh, and we might need to get him. And we are going to use our clever improvisations to save an RP, but have the improved get him hit everybody in a 60 foot radius, which should be everybody that is still left standing. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, just using get him? Yes. No, got it. Um, so still, still not reloaded that weapon. That is fine. I needed to move in order to get that (laughs) to hit. So makes sense. And this one for seven. We're on to you. All right. We're doing more trick shots because Drew jumped right in the way (laughs) between me and the one that is attacking Alindra. Sorry. So, so I've got a, I've a quick drawing, a Kishley battery loading it in as a move action. I got no tracking. I got no tracking on this guy, uh, but I do got that. I do got that big get him. Uh, which, so, which one are you talking about? Uh, oh, the one no, that no. is, yeah, the one that is currently grappling Alindra. Okay, make that All attack. Right. All right, so I got minus two from Nack. Okay, plus two from Nack. Okay, that should be good. Okay, right, here we go. <laughs> oh, 21 versus EAC. Is that incorporating get him? Yes, 21 is going to be a miss. No. Shoot. Against EAC. Oh no, drop, Vallis. If I only drop prone. <sighs> you are grappled by this one. That is, uh, it's not doing too well. <laughs> it's taking a lot of, a lot of hits. <laughs> All right, but I can still take a swing at him, right? Uh, yep. Yep. Single. For negative single two, weapon. is that right? Yes. Correct. I don't think it's going right. to matter in this guy's case if you're making a single attack. <laughs> there it goes. All right, that's a 32 to hit. <sighs> Yep. Cool. <laughs> it's gonna work. All right, so that's forty damage. Forty damage. <laughs> Five hit 42 points. Forty-two damage. <laughs> so you you cut the dwarf's uh, head right off. It goes rolling across the room. Very dead. Um, you have a, a move action. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm not grappled anymore, um, I'm gonna move down here and flank with the dross. Yes. Flanking buddies. It is the undead turn. This one that you are now flanking uh, maybe senses you not even looking in your direction but just wheels around the very last second before you come up to him with the blade and it's gonna it's just gonna try and slash you uh two attacks with this with this knife i'm done i'm done my strangling days are over (laughs) uh so double attacks let's try this five on the dice a miss Let's try the second one. Oh, three on the dice. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice try. 
All right, while this one is grappling you, Edros, it's going to try and also stab you with a tactical knife just one time, though. <laughs> what is your KC? 29. Yes. Okay, so Sorry. Sorry, does the... Uh, how many hands does that dwarf have? Dose. Oh, it only takes one hand to grapple. Okay, got it. See, got it. One greasy hand. I think I might have described it as both around electrics, but okay. uh, one is like a knife pressed to Adros's throat, which maybe makes a, a very slight slashing attack. Let's see if this does, does a, any kind of damage. Okay, one point of damage because I rolled 15 on the dice. <laughs> uh, right? No. What's your... Oh, my DR is 11, so... Okay, so four points of damage. Aha! Slashing damage. That is their turn. Raimi Quindar, we're back to you. you got some pretty far targets now across this room. Uh, let's see. Doesn't matter! You've got a pretty long range on the... the on everything that I have. <laughs> yeah. Who's doing the worst again? Is the one from Alindra? It looks like, indeed, yeah, the one that Alindra and Andros are flanking has taken a good deal of damage. It looks like some magma blade cuts into its hide. Alright. Uh, and, gonna... and some sonic damage. I'm not going to spoil other fun, so I'm just going to cast a little magic missile action here. And that will be uh, 15 points damage. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so. Big get him is up, so that would be 17 Oh, big get him is up? Okay, so 17 points of damage. Nice, nice, nice. You did that math very quickly. Did, uh, that brain, It's still alive. Sadly, still alive, but taking some more concussive force damage. Edros Feranas, this one's looking really weak in front of you. Flanking with Alindra. What do you got, Tyler? All right. Since Knack is cheering me on and Alindra, my my flanking buddy, is there. <laughs> Alindra, you hear Adros? He's got a hand around his throat, but he's going, he's like, flanking buddy! <laughs> <laughs> and he's just gonna <laughs> double attack uh, with the magma blade. Just two two magma blades. <laughs> the, the, uh, the one that's flanked? Yes, the one that's, that's flanked. Okay. So, probably a miss. That's a five on the dice. Straight up, that's a miss, yeah. Yeah. We see higher than a five. That's a 12, 30. That is a hit against Gase. Oh, man. Minimum damage. 21 points oh. of damage. Uh, 23 with Big Get Him. Ooh. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Drew. Uh, it is still up. <laughs> Jeez. But, yeah, that's about hit number four or five on this bad mamma jamma. It is the top of turn five, Knack Feldspar. Uh, reloading. Knack is going to finally reload that gun. Uh, he's going to <laughs> take aim. Do you, do you call it out? Does yeah, it... J- like a like it left for dead. Reloading. <laughs> Phil's over here. Uh-huh. Um, and he's going to take aim at the one that is between Adras and Alindra. Get him and attack mm-hmm. with that minor disruption pistol one more time. Shooting through your buddy at range. Outside of range. Let's see. Oh, I am outside of range. Prop. Yeah. Uh, that with is a 24 minus... Uh, minus two for that range, right? 40 foot? Uh, yeah. Plus one coordinated. Ooh, plus one for coordinated. So we'll call that a, a minus one 23 against EAC. You are shooting through a linger, though. That is a miss. <sighs> yeah, that would have been a, that would have been more than keep enough for, damage. Keep forgetting about the pronking range on these guns. <laughs> well, you had to reload. And this one for seven. Maybe you can save the day. What you uh-huh. got to burn. Yeah, I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to move sort of across the room. And I'm going to take a shot at the one strangling Adras. Because I have faith oh. in Alindra. Oh, on the far, far side. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Should still be. 
lot of melee here. Oh no, no, well, you got a you got a pretty clear shot moving forward. Yeah, I think I think I should have a, a clean enough shot here, but it's not tracked. It is big getumed though, so. It's Ooh. no longer big get em. Oh, you just went. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Oh, beans. Oh, here we go, anyway. Plus one for quarter shot. Uh, so that's going to be a 28 to hit. That's a hit. Yes. And that, wow. That's about as close as I can get to oh. max damage. That's yeah. a couple eights. 30, 34. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Okay, so first damage that's taken, but he feels it. feels that sonic blast. Yeah, yeah you uh, let let go of that lizard. <laughs> Alindra Valis, <laughs> we're on to you. All right, I'm just going to stay where I am in flanking position, and I'm going to full attack with my solar weapon. Oh! Throw yeah. gush into the wind! <laughs> Actually, it's not even necessary. I'm just going to do one. Just one. <laughs> just one swing. Bringing caution back in from the, the wind <laughs> it's, it's, swept it's, landscape. It's get them down flanks. Double attack. Putting caution back in your pockets. <laughs> Single attack. All right, so that's yep, you, you didn't roll a one. That's a hit. All right, awesome. So that's going to do 35 damage. It is very It had five. <laughs> Figured. Two. Um, and now I have a move action, so I'm going to move around to the other side of the other guy next to a joss. So I'm flanking with a dross again, and I realize that will provoke. Oh no! So it uh, it didn't renew its grapple check um, from the previous turn, so a dross is no longer grappled. Oh. I think it ends. I might end. Yeah, because it, it made the attack. It it does get the attack of opportunity. Let's see how I do on this dice for the slashy. Um, that is a hit. Fourteen on the dice. Six on two d four. So that's sixteen points of slashing damage. All right. Is Alindra going to survive? That's what all the fans out there <laughs> want to know. Yeah, I'm actually into HP damage now. Oh, Only one, but uh, yeah. Oh, boy. How, no, how would you turn around from it? <laughs> um, it is their turn. This one's got a couple targets. I mean, both both looking tantalizing at this point. It, I think no, so the dross is very hard to kill, but it is going to try and strangle one of you. On a one or a two, it's going for a dross. Three or four, Alinders, shut the door. Oh, it's, it wants a dross. It, it wants to take the best down so bad. Oh, boy, here we go. Let's roll this d20 together, everyone. Listeners at home, clap if you believe in natural 20s. You didn't clap at home. I can't believe it. Roll the 12. That's a miss. <laughs> Rami Quindar, back to you. Guys, finish this fight off. <laughs> this is sad. My dice rolling sad at this point. I guess I cast Magic Missile again because I don't. I want to. He'll have cover from a dross. He will. Yeah, from where you're, you're standing. You could move up and fire if you wanted. Uh, kind of close to Andis, but it is up to you. Magic Missile. Uh, that's 14 points of damage. Okay, 14. No. Yes. 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 14. No. Yes. Yes. Got it. <laughs> Adros Veronis. All right. Adros is no longer being choked. So he's gonna. Just look at this guy. And he's got get him, right? Nope. <laughs> mm. Blinking. We've get had him. a we've had a failure in the system. <laughs> get get him guy died, so <laughs> No. Get him guy died. Uh, How unfortunate. Re-died. To what extent? Uh, Will Adros throw caution to the wind? Uh Adros is gonna Adros is gonna look back at Nat and say, Get this guy, and then I'm gonna hit him really, 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 really hard. Okay. And he's gonna he's gonna hold his turn until after Nack goes. Okay, so nothing this turn. You want to wait? Nope. Go after Nack. Nack, are you moving uh, forward? Uh, Nack doesn't need to move forward because he is going to say, "Get him!" 
and he is going to say, Look, Chumley, you're already dead once. Do you want to be dead twice? Clever faint. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, a 30 on that bluff check. Do I need to roll my expertise? No, that is enough. All right. So this guy's get him and flat-footed and flat. I would like to so, take that Patrick. Edros, you would be a fool to roll two ones on your full attack right now. <laughs> or, 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 or three my, ones. My full, attack, <laughs> my full attack is three attacks, Patrick. So. Oh, okay. So minus six. Let's do it. Valhalla. Well, so we've got plus two from get him. We've got plus two from flanking. And he's flat-footed. So, minus two to these attacks, and mm-hmm. I'll let you do the AC. But three long swords. First long sword. Oh, it, it, wanted minus, a, it wanted oh, to be a classic yes. game. <laughs> 34, that's going to hit. 40 points yeah. of damage. Ooh, Second yeah. long sword. 27 to hit. That's going to hit, hit, I think. 38 <laughs> points of damage. Third attack. <laughs> oh, that's a miss. Dang it. Yeah, I was about to say, he goes down on that last one, and you're... Your sword goes uh, flailing into the iron bars because he's chopped in half. Yes! And yeah! Yes. <laughs> Which means we're out of combat. Woo! Yay. You show those dwarves what for. <laughs> I, I do kind of feel bad. I, I honestly think these were just prisoners who, who probably died in these cells and just haunted the place. Look, they, you, you've been attacked in a bathroom. You've been attacked in a jail cell. Where other places are you going to get attacked by dead guys, Adras? Come on. Uh, I think the next place would be the dressing room, Nack. Well, we haven't found one of those yet, but let's see what we can find in these jail cells and this cabinet and then this computer. To the theater! (laughs) (laughs) So, hold on. While y'all are doing that, I would like to take a 10-minute rest and get my stamina back. (laughs) Sounds good. Anybody Uh, else need to take a 10? Adras would like to go up to Andes and and say, I, that uh, undead creature... He touched me in a weird way. Okay. Okay, good. Well, as I I just hand him a serum of, like, lesser restoration, I'm just like, just take this and just don't tell me any more about this, please. (laughs) Okay, well, if this fixes it. (laughs) Is that something you've got? Uh, Yes, I do. I bought it, like, back when we went to the Drift Rock. Yeah. We've had it for <laughs> yeah. so long. I, I, I used mine on a dross uh, at the end of the last book. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, those oh, were yeah. super handy. Oh, yeah, uh, and this works just like the spell, so if memory serves, this is a D4 back. Yep. There goes my spell, Ampule. Bye. Boop. Let me roll a D4 here. Mm-hmm. Please be higher than a two. Higher than a two. You. Nope. You. <laughs> you. A one you. on the dice. So you're still one point down. I mean, <laughs> I know. I know that some of our guys are gonna are probably gonna say, "Oh, woe is me." But it uh, it it takes my health from like 143 to 132. So. It makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. It's it's eleven. It's eleven points off your stamina. It's not fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, does Edros indeed need to um, take an RP rest? Does anybody else? I could probably use one at this point. Uh, Nack does not need one right now, but I'm gonna require a reminder that I cannot use my clever improvs n- uh, in the next fight. Till you do. Yep. Great. So it it will take some time. Well, I guess I guess either Ramy or. Uh, Knack can can work on this computer while Andis is resting up. It is a tier four computer, so I think you even with a, a few tries can get it within a minute. It's not yeah. very secure. There, it, there, there are no um, no traps. 
no no firewalls or anything like that on this. And opening it up, you see that it does seem to control the gates here in the computer uh, from one module and another. It is a listing of current occupants, and it does say that at some point in the last few months, the Empire Bones took a mining vessel and the four dwarven hostages, quote, names unknown, loyalties unknown, end quote, and put them into, this is a brig on this side of the ship. But uh, yeah, that, that there's been no entries since then. Do we know what ship they came from? <clears throat> it does not list a name. It might have been maybe extremely damaged, but uh, Just... yeah, it took, took hostages and they seem to indeed have expired here. Well, you mentioned that they were wearing uniforms. Is there any, can we check those and see if they are? It's pretty oh. standard minor gear. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, are they from the hard scrabble? Club? That's what I'm wondering. That's, That's yeah, what that I just exactly. wrote down. Yeah, are these are these the are these cats from the hard scrabble collective ship that had the drift rock? And I'm I'm gonna make a culture check. <laughs> the drift rock crew, you know, expired and turned into either akatas or void zombies. Um, but this seems to be from in, indeed maybe a, an allied mining consortium but it, uh, if you take a look at the patches on it it's like the iron ore mining co it seems to be like an old dwarf operation with a with a pretty simple culture check but uh, you've not heard of these guys it doesn't seem like it was big news if it if it happened a few months ago but that's the thing if they were out here in the vast it takes a long time for for news to get back if they were on say a, a six month excursion people won't start hey. looking at them for some time uh, so, so from here, we need to get to the bridge, correct? That's where we're, we're going? More than likely, yeah. Can I get, like, direct directions from this terminal? Um, you look at this one, and very similar to the other computer that you hacked that controlled the hangar bay, it doesn't seem like this is connected in any major way to a, a larger network, sadly. Dumb, dumb question, but probably one that we have already answered. Um we know that the SOS was not coming from the the uh, looking at the map, southern part of the map. Is it mm-hmm. is the SOS being broadcast from anywhere else in this room that we can triangulate? Yep. So if you want to take some time while everyone else is resting up, looking at the computers, it does seem to be coming from this cabinet right behind the desk that uh, once you take a, a greater look into it behind some of this gear, which I can give you in a second, it does seem to be a very makeshift tech device that seems to be the source of this distress beacon slapped together with spare computer parts, maybe scavenged from some other systems. And taking a look at it, it looks like it maybe was put together by these undead themselves. Not not very high quality tech. Maybe they were trying to lure someone into this room for what purposes? Well, to roll 20s on strangle checks mainly, but <laughs> <laughs> they, they were indeed locked inside here. So they were having a hard go of it, being dead and all. In addition to that, you do find in this cabinet, like I said, what looks like where a security keycard might be slotted. It is empty. Uh, you find that on one of the undead if you want to take a look at them. And it's a pretty pretty heavy-duty card that seems to be uh, what could be used to open up these doors. Give you, a, give you a, a major bonus for that. In addition, you find a Commando Serum of Enhancement, a Grappler, something we haven't seen since Book 4, 100 feet of adamantine cable, advanced medkit, a pouch that looks to contain some blood-red plasma sapphires, jewels worth a good amount of credits. They shine with uh, 
light equal to a like a flashlight, a beacon uh, power source as you take them out of this bag. One of them, though, you guys can take a look at. seems to have a, a magical kind of gloss to it and is brighter than the other sapphires. But uh, Alindra, if you kind of bring it closer to your moat as we've gone out of combat here, it seems to want to suck it in. It is indeed a, a, a standard photon crystal. Naturally oh, occurring. Oh, nice. Ooh. And that is just about everything that is in there. Nice. We scooped that up. Um. <laughs> uh, and I'm assuming there's nothing in, of any value in any of these cells. Can I take a perception check to see if that is true? You can search right through them. Unfortunately, there's indeed nothing really there of note. All right. So we, we found the, the SOS. Now can we start going through some of these rooms to see if there's anything of value any map that we need, any control uh, access that we can get that we have not found before. I mean, we no. we still don't know where the bridge <laughs> is, so I mean, maybe it seems like we probably we need to find either a computer that has a more complete map of the area, or I don't know something else that gives us directions. This place well, is huge. I mean, there's the, well, it looks like there's a room right behind this room where the the whatever crazy mindless monsters that that tried to to get Andis. Uh, to control them with the uh, the docking bay. Seems like there'd be something back there, or it's just a broom closet with nothing in it, but gotta start looking back, for something. Uh, back starboard in the hangar bay? Yes. We're talking right here. Right, uh, no, I am uh, talking right. right here where Andis is lined up these double okay. doors. That's what, yeah. Oh, um, so on the map, Andis, uh, take a look at your non-cracked data pad. This is indeed... Um, one of the marked areas on the map. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I vaguely remember this being sort of a, uh, yeah, sort of a, a marked location. There being something somewhat significant about about it from the map that we downloaded, but I don't remember if there, like what what that was about it. This one on your map is marked mining overflow, so it is not one of the quote unquote secure sites. Hmm. So it's up to you. This is one you open on on up. Yo, real quick, Alindra, that photon crystal's dope. I know. <laughs> Are you putting that bad boy? I I'm trying to decide. It doesn't have soul fire on it. That's the only problem. Oh yeah, but to move that over. Yeah, you need that. How long would it take? Dang, it's, how it's long an would... additional three d six damage and a two d six burn critical. How that's how, a cool, I mean, that's how a long cool would it take Rami to move that fusion over? Good question. That's a GM question. Why would you look it up? I'm I'm sick and tired of being asked all these questions. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I hold on, looking it up. Yeah, uh, that's pretty. I've got it open right or... now. I've got it right. I've no, got it open I, right I now. think it's based on. I think it's one of the things that if you it takes well enough, ten minutes. It takes half time. Oh, it takes ten oh no, it takes. Oh, oh, 10 minutes. Oh, oh do it during that snap. break. Yeah. Or we can take an extra 10 minutes. I don't think we're not in that big of a rush. It's 10 I would universe, love you know. to move Soulfire over. I don't need yeah. Ghost Killer moved over, but Soulfire. Do you have the, do, do we have the UPBs to do it? Because it will cost you. It's a level well, 14. I think we it's can, a level 14 I think we can all spare some UPBs. I mean, for, for, for sure. I just want to, I just, I want to make sure that we don't get caught. Yeah. So for, uh, for a level 14 crystal, it's going to cost you. Wait, I think to move one over, it's half the level. It would cost half as much as it would to initially purchase the fusion. Okay, so using the level of the new weapon, so the the yeah. So case, it, the it would be half of eleven thousand seven hundred. Whew. Yeah. What? So to put a to put a fusion on a level fourteen item is eleven thousand seven hundred credits. Oh, oh, half of half that. Of yes. Half half of eleven thousand seven hundred. Patrick, okay. Calculator open. 
I've got uh, it. I've got it open indeed. It's, just, it's so many digits to put in. It's five thousand eight hundred and fifty. Yes, but BB credits. That's something so, has got on. Let me see. Uh, I have plenty of credits. What's what's Raimi sitting on right now, Miles? Uh, I mean, I'll have to pull it up, but it's like oh. ten thousand credits. Uh, Alindra herself has four thousand seven hundred and seventy-five. Uh, Andis has sixty-five credits. Sixty-five, and Ross has nine hundred and thirty-four. <laughs> We can definitely. How much do we need? Uh, you you need uh, five thousand eight hundred and fifty. So you're gonna need a little bit of help from Ray. Okay, Miles, do you okay. mind? No, I'll pay it back. That's fine. Cool. Okay, so um, Linda, okay. you're gonna have no credits <laughs> after this. <laughs> it's fine. It, it doesn't sound amazing, but yes, a standard quote unquote photon crystal is a level 14 Solarian crystal. But what what does that do? So it's plus 3d6 fire damage. Oh, that's and all, which is crazy. <laughs> and also you, burn 2d6. Do you have a critical a lesser right now? No, you have a I have You do have a 2d6. A minor. I have a minor. Oh wow. Right now. So this Jeez. is two levels up from the photon crystal I have currently equipped. So yeah, it'd be a huge upgrade. So Raimi, do you think I could borrow some UPBs to maybe put this fusion on this awesome crystal? Uh, so Raimi's kind of just kind of punched some numbers into his personal computer uh, to see what <laughs> he has. I'm Wick. <laughs> and oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of used to living frugally, so I don't need all this extra money. So you're, yeah, you're welcome to have it. I, I so appreciate it. And help our, our mission, then yeah, let's let's do it. Knack will split that cost with Raimi. Oh, you guys all pitching in. And Raimi, not to bother you too much, but would you mind installing it for me? <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Um let, let, let's let's go back into the uh the the cell room because I don't want to be doing this in the middle of the hallway and someone coming in. Probably a good idea. <laughs> so we're 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 going back to the hallway so I can back to the, the cell so I can uh, fix Alindra's or fuse Alindra's uh, gem. Gotcha. So, I mean, Miles, you had to take some time to to hack into that computer, but it only mm-hmm. takes like a minute or so to find out the information you did. So, while everyone's resting, you can you can do this for Alindra. You pull her mode out, and it's you know like with a a, a fine jeweler's kit. You see the etching on it of the. The fusions. She had both a ghost killer and a soul fire fusion. Very important fusions. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're transferring over just the the soul fire now. Yes. Yes. Okay. So a, a good amount of UPBs goes into doing this, but you can sp- spread out <laughs> everything across the the table here and, and start whipping up some techno magic to aid you. And yeah, it doesn't take too long, and you guys are back on track. And you want to go to this mining overflow room next? Yeah. yeah. Who's first through the door? Uh, Adros. <laughs> it was Nag's idea. Adros, you, uh, Tyler, are you going through? Yes. I will uh, use my muscles to force open the door. Okay. Uh, this one is indeed locked. You guys can, I think, take like five seconds to, uh, to crack it with a <laughs> computer's check, aiding one another. Opening the doors here, it is indeed a sunken room, just like a foot or so beneath the level here. The floor covered in gravel and wall to wall. You see what looks like mined space rocks in piles. Walls here covered in small dents and dust with sections discolored what appears to be spray patterns. The only main feature you see is a small metallic cabinet to the left of the door. 
Uh, Adros will step inside and or, or kind of hop down because he, he mm-hmm. didn't say it's sunken. Mm-hmm. And he wants to look around before he gives the all clear to everybody else. Make me a perception check. Massive perception bonus here. <laughs> hey, <Seven> nine. <laughs> yeah. So um, all it, clear, huh? Yeah, it doesn't take <laughs> too much to notice. As you step forward, the ground shifting around you, displacing as all of a sudden a large creature, its mouth a toothy maw like a lamprey sucker, its body a huge, long anaconda-like torso disappearing into the rocks beneath you, its head to be around it. You see what looks to be some kind of Yoxian tech, like a collar, (laughs) pops up immediately behind you, rears up its head and goes... To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cernox are, are dope. You don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's one of them. It's a rock uh, Dianaga, and <laughs> that's what I'm sticking to. I, I love starting episodes with nail-biting combats, and it's definitely oh, going to be one next week on the show oh boy almost almost we'll be three. fine alindra has a cool new crystal okay <laughs> yeah you better be sure this thing isn't a ghost <laughs> i can't believe i can't believe you're doing another d6 worth of damage Ra- just carves uh blame neck into the wall in case that's the last thing <laughs> i'm not the one who opened the door you, oh oh you didn't open the door but whose idea was it to go in there Oh, let's search every room. Hey, we're a what if there's something valuable that we get to spend in, like after this season? Look, I we're, think, uh, we're a committee. I think pretty one happy ma- you found that crystal. We're, we're a committee, and one rat does not make all the decisions. So yeah, well, one rat complains about it until we all do it, anyways. <laughs> I can't help it that my charisma is this high. Oh, no. the, 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 the pod family's falling apart, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't we can't bicker over next greedy 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 rat hands we gotta just oh, fight oh boy. monster yeah and fight you will next time but not this week because that's that's about that's about where we'd end up <laughs> i figured oh, uh, i was hoping you guys would do this first because we get in this episode but next week gonna be a fun combat and i hope everyone comes back to listen to it <laughs> thank you guys for for playing with me once again Oh, thank, thank, you, you. thank you. Let's wrap it up and say See you next time. Next time, time. Oh, next time on the bar. Crit bit commencing in three, two, one. Crit bit initiated. Welcome back, everyone. The episode is not over because we've got another very special crit bit. A last minute crit bit this week with some late breaking Starfinder news in the news. This last week, we got a pretty big announcement, which we talked about on the show. And here to help me talk about it is our good friends and players, Drew, Miles and Jabert. Hi, guys. How is it going? Hello, Patrick. Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And to answer our questions this evening about the Starfinder uh, new class playtest for the character operations manual is Owen Casey Stevens 
Starfinder Design Lead. Welcome, Owen. Thank you very much. Hi, folks. How y'all doing? Uh, we're doing great. It has been a whirlwind uh, last week of one the announcement, getting to read through the classes and hear you know what you folks at Paizo have had to say about the process on the Twitch channel and, and things like that. So I, I thank you for taking the time to join us here to to continue that process and that discussion. Absolutely, I appreciate you having me on. Mm-hmm. Um, out of left field, three classes. A couple of what six weeks of uh, of playtesting ahead of us. Uh, we were very excited here, obviously, on the show after it was surprise announced the previous uh, Starfinder Wednesday stream by Rob McCreary. <laughs> you seem surprised as well when when he came on to announce, but I, I hope it, it wasn't uh, indeed a a surprise at the end of that stream, and you guys had planned that out. Well, well, let's be honest. If that was a surprise, we'd certainly be saying we planned it all out by now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob. Still my, my favorite from that entire episode. Um, <laughs> hey, Rob. Yeah, so what what can you tell us about the specifics of this playtest that we, we are uh, just learning all the deets about right now? So uh, we've announced that we've got a product coming out uh, late in 2019, which will be called the Character Operations Manual. Mm -hmm. And that should have a lot of cool stuff for characters. But it will also specifically have our first new character classes for Starfinder, which mm -hmm. will be the Biohacker, the Vanguard, and the Witch Warper. And you can go to starfinderplaytest.com, and that will take you to where you can download the playtest. It'll have an announcement about the time frame of the playtest. We're running it through January 16th. Mm -hmm. And that also has uh, links to three surveys that you can use once you have uh, played or jammed a game with one of those, or honestly, if you just have strong opinions and you want us to hear them, uh, and links to some forums that we've set up uh, specifically in our message boards to ask questions and have comments and give us feedback that a survey might not be the best way to get us. Right, right. And uh, six weeks. Uh, so this is running until January 16th, the, the playtest? Correct. Right over the holidays. So I'm sure everyone has plenty of time to play games instead of spending time with their family. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not both? Why not um, just throw three... Uh, uh, hastily constructed new classes at your 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 family and be like, we're GMing a a, <laughs> a undead spacecraft right now, and you guys have to make it out alive. Yeah, buckle up, Meemaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, my my mother when I was in my early teens, late twelves, uh, was the GM for myself and a group of my friends. Not because she's a gamer; she's not. But because she discovered it was a great way to get a whole bunch of 11, 12-year-old boys to shut up and listen to everything she said. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you always don't drink out of the milk carton. <laughs> but she ended every game session with something like, uh, you have found the, the tomb of the Dwarven Kings, and in order to open it, you have to recite all the Dwarven Kings in order. So, boys, by next week, you guys have to memorize the names of all the presidents of the United States so you can get in. So every game <laughs> ended with homework that we didn't realize was homework. Right. That is so, so clever. That's a genius idea. Yeah, my, my oh. mother was the Empress of the Geeks, and she is a, a savvy lady. That's amazing. Oh, boy, oh, boy. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I'm really so, curious. Similarly, here we are saying, hey, we need you to give us a whole bunch of, of feedback and do part of our job. I mean, play a game. We need you to play a game as a playtest. That's totally going to be fun. It's not, it's not, it's not free work <laughs> for Paizo. Uh, yeah, but it's something, obviously, if you are into Starfinder out there, you will want to 
immediately go and pick up these three classes. Maybe we didn't mention that it's free. Like you can download this uh, product for free right now and you have three more classes to add into your stable of, of uh, character classes. You can play in Starfinder and, and start enjoying them right now. Beyond that, you can also help shape the Starfinder universe. One of the coolest things that I've been able to do with this podcast is, is by helping out in the greater Starfinder world. This, you can actually change the rules and influence how they come out next year when the the operations manual drops, which is which is always fun. I didn't get as much into the second edition playtest as I would have liked, but back when um, uh, the last time Pathfinder classes came out and there was a playtest, we we got into it. And uh, Jabert, you actually you played one right after they launched, right? The um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe Rays. I was. I believe I was a bard. Was that <laughs> no. first time? First time doing that. That was fun. No, not bard. Uh, uh, what was Ray's in? in oh, Skull oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought we were. I thought we were talking about the Pathfinder too. Oh no, that was a. <laughs> no, that was a. That was we were playing Skull and Shackles. Uh, so the pirate themed one, and I was a Slayer. That was yeah, uh, Slayer. Right, right as that came out, that was uh, that was a blast. It's a lot of fun to get in on the ground for. Of, a, of class and one get to play the these rules you know before they're they're finalized and two get to see them evolve and and see what they end up looking like in the uh, fall i guess is when the the character operations manual is coming out sometime later next yeah, we, year yeah we, we haven't given an exact time yet uh, and part mm-hmm. of that is because we are so early in the process that uh we haven't even uh, announced the size of the book yet or everything that's going to be in it or or its exact release date um, because I want all the time I can possibly have uh, for the whole team to take the feedback from the, the play test and make changes. And obviously uh, one of the things you have to get sort of nailed down early in a book like this or what are the classes going to be because we want everything else, all of the equipment and feats and archetypes and spells, all of that stuff should help support these new classes and mm-hmm. give new and interesting stuff for the existing classes. So we've got a lot of work ahead of us uh, on this book. And as a result, there are a lot of things that people want to know, like, are there going to be iconics? What are they going to be like? Uh, where do vanguards come from? And that's all stuff, obviously, we're working on. Mm-hmm. But unlike when we normally start talking about a book, which is just a few months before its release, in this case, we're, we're nearly a year out. So it's going to be a while before we start to get into that kind of detail so that we can be focusing on getting these character classes nailed down and and have them work the way that the players tell us they should work. Right, right. Um, let's real quick go over the three, uh, maybe in a little greater detail, get people pumped to start playing them. Uh, Biohacker, the first one, is, I mean, a lot of people have been comparing it <laughs> just because it uses ranged injection weapons from afar to um ada from overwatch who i'm not super uh, familiar anna with from overwatch. anna um but i mean that's that's like one aspect of the character uh it, it reminds me a lot more of um you know just kind of a, a a tropey science fiction doctor character maybe a mad scientist even that is able to there's a lot of buffs a lot of debuffs that they they have access to um, yeah, uh, that that trope is one of the things that we were wanting to play with, right? Like, I mean, we were yeah. looking at injection weapons and we were looking at science fiction and we we're like, hey, uh, Dr. McCoy sure does inject people with things a lot. <laughs> and we have this whole category of weapons, <laughs> injection weapons, and everything from, you know, wouldn't it be neat if you had someone who was an expert at tranquilizing animals to wouldn't it be neat if you could deliver uh, epigenetic hormone changes to people at range? 
were all things that we were thinking of from, from trait guns to transhumanism was part of what we were drawing from when we wanted to put together this, this character class. So it's sort of a, a medical expert character class, although not necessarily a medical doctor, who's focused on uh, the, the kinds of things you can do to make changes to people. And, and there are different fields of study you can enter, different kinds of changes you can make. And yeah, the class has a lot of buffing and debuffing kinds of abilities mm-hmm. um, because we want to be able to, we want all these classes to be useful in combat and, and different encounters, but we also want them to play differently from many of the existing classes or what's the point in making a whole new class. Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely um, a great deal of versatility in that class, I found. In yeah. reading through it specifically, uh, let's let's dive in next to the Vanguard, which I, I was blown away by, it, very excited about. A lot of people comparing it to the Solarian. It also has like kind of maybe perhaps a mystic martial kind of character quality to it. But yeah, I couldn't really find something in Pathfinder that was a good comparison. Well, good. We don't want you to find something in Pathfinder that's a good comparison. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we want Starfinder to be the best Starfinder game it can be, not to be the best Pathfinder game that happens to have starship combat. <laughs> so um, saying that it is similar to the Solarian, there certainly are similarities, one of which being that there aren't a whole lot of direct comparisons, right? It's, yeah. the, the comparisons vary in value. Yes, the soldier is pretty clearly a space fighter. The operative is a little bit more than a space rogue. The envoy is definitely significantly more different from a space bard than Spellcast at all, for example. But those those roles and tropes are certainly relatively close to the similar ideas in Pathfinder. For both the Solarian and the Vanguard, one of the opening points of that design was to ask ourselves, if we have a science fantasy universe where there are psychic and eldritch and magic powers and angels and demons and alternate planes of reality, and people have an advanced understanding of physics and chemistry and cosmology, how could those things blend? How could you have Mm -hmm. something that is that sort of not pure science, but is informed by information about science. Um, But saying that they are similar is actually in many ways like saying that that wizards and clerics are similar, right? They're both spellcasters or first and ninth level spells. Well, yes, but they are very deeply different on a number of levels. And at least our hope is that the Vanguard will feel different, not just uh, philosophically, but also in play. They will have a different experience for the player and on the game overall than just being someone else with a full attack bonus. I'm very excited. Yeah, Khan as the key ability score. If you guys haven't um, downloaded these rules uh, while you're listening to the podcast, do both at the same time. Uh, go, go ahead and do it now. There's some some cool stuff in the Vanguard. But yeah, even more exciting maybe than both Biohacker and Vanguard, a lot of people extremely excited about the third class, Witch Warp. Witch Warp. There are a lot of people very excited about the Witch Warper, and the Witch Warper yeah. is uh, our third spellcasting class, so it joins the Mystic and the Technomancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that happened is we were asking ourselves, since the Technomancer is pretty much the magic of all magic interaction with technology, and the Mystic is the magic of any time magic is used to connect a person to a concept or a philosophy, what other science fiction feeling concept can we infuse with magic in order to create a new spellcasting class? Because yes, it's our charisma based class. We had an int class and a wisdom class, but you can't just have, Hey, this one's based on charisma and it's otherwise just like the technomancer. You need a hook. Mm -hmm. Um, And so our hook for the witch warper is that they are our alternate reality class, that they are 
manipulating and borrowing from and altering reality in the way that you see in like television shows like Fringe, um, and it's all over the place in comics, and several people were mentioning that it reminded them a lot of the, the recent uh, Doctor Strange movie, for example. Oh, yeah. So it's an effort as a science fantasy class to say, hey, if there are alternate realities, then wouldn't magic be one of the ways you would access them? And if you could do that, what would that look like? Yeah, some very cool abilities, and it also has its own kind of like mixed um, spell list, which um, uh, I'm excited about. But yeah, it feels very raw. It feels kind of like a sorcerer, and it's like they just have these powers. Like, I don't, we don't have the lore for it yet, but do you like study to become a witch warp, or is it something innate? Well, it, one of the things... One of the things we did overall with Starfinder, and this is something that we put early in the Starfinder core rulebook, is we, we have a conversation with the players where we say, hey, we're going to give you some lore uh, as a starting point and as a baseline we will use when we're drawing up NPCs and such. But it's really up to you where your character's powers come from, right? If mm-hmm. you're playing an operative, we don't care if you're a, a highly trained member of the Golden League or if you got a super soldier serum injection or if you had nanites or if you were trained by an alien species <laughs> who were who worshipped the concept of stealth, right? Oh, uh, you, nanites. You the answer you, you to everything. <laughs> you could have touched a mystic alien artifact and become a witch warper um or maybe you are from an alternate reality or maybe you're what happens when someone travels through time and creates a paradox and the result is a witch warper stop Um, giving us great campaign ideas (laughs) so we we will certainly talk some about how we envision these things fitting into the starfinder campaign setting but we want those to be options and inspirations we don't ever want to tell the players hey your cool idea doesn't work with this class Jabert, another question? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, so we've talked about all three of the classes that were presented in the playtest, and uh, I'm really curious, A, sort of what the response has been like so far, and uh, B, uh, you got a favorite child? You got a favorite kid here? (laughs) Uh, I'll start with that first question. Um, I feel the response has been really positive so far, and we are in very early days yet, but uh, a lot of people are kicking the tires, a lot of people haven't had a chance to play yet, so they're reading through stuff, and they're doing theory crafting, and they're, they're saying, hey, you you did this weird thing here in this class. Is that on purpose? Um, and the answer at the moment is almost always, yes, that's on purpose. That's why we're doing a play test, right? If, <laughs> if we do very conservative, very normal things that we've seen how that plays out over, I, I mean, I've, I've been in the game industry for 20 years and I've been doing D20 based class design for 18 years. I know what happens if you have a full base attack bonus or <laughs> extra hit points or, or you get bonus feats, right? What oh, yeah. I don't know is what happens if we give you a special ability that both allows you to protect yourself from damage and encourages you to suck up damage so that you get more points so that you can manipulate damage more, right? Mm -hmm. That's a a much more complicated and different play paradigm. And that's where I want to get that sort of feedback from people. Um, But also we want to make sure that these are classes that people are excited to play, right? If if someone says, hey, the biohacker seems perfectly balanced and I don't think they'll unbalance anything and they'll be useful to the party and it's terribly dull and no one I know has any interest in ever rolling one up, well, that doesn't do anyone any good. So (laughs) this this game, uh, if, if we do a feat and no one cares about it, that's fine. It's a feat. There are lots of options. But classes are the primary and most important way that players interact with the universe of a campaign. Right. And we want all of those classes to be things that our player base finds interesting, finds inspiring, finds fun. And those 
I, I can do a lot of math and I can figure out whether or not a class does or doesn't do as much damage as it should per round on an imperfect build, on an average build, and on a great build. But I can't necessarily tell you, are people going to have fun doing that? And especially when you're doing something like saying you alter reality or one of your primary powers is that you change the environment around you. Or you have to, if for, for your your buffs and debuffs to work, you have to be adjacent to your ally or you have to risk an attack roll so you might miss. These are things that a majority of people might not just enjoy doing. And so that's one of the reasons why a playtest becomes so important for it. And while I'm really looking forward to, you know, we haven't had our first weekend yet since we launched these and I could be wrong, but I'm guessing a lot of gaming occurs on the weekend. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I have that heard of this. Wave. Yeah, game. right. It's, and people mention it now and then, I am told. Um, not me, right? I, I play on Mondays. But we anyway. Do. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I am really looking forward to seeing what the first wave of feedback is after more people have had a chance to actually not just make characters and read characters, play characters and and, and kill Ellicott and and travel the stars and get involved in the starship combat and buy gear and see how the game actually plays with these things. Yeah. Um, so, so, so what, Vanguard, your favorite. So <laughs> Vanguard is my favorite. Um, and yeah. Vanguard is my favorite because I feel it is the one that is doing the newest thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm the Starfinder uh, design lead. I get fascinated by game rules. I, when I was first introduced to role-playing games, it was by my uncle who had a copy of the second edition D&D Dungeon Master's Guide. And that's all he had. And he said, if you can figure out how we play this game, I'll run a game for you. So I had to make up the missing rules by seeing what was mentioned in the DMG that wasn't there because we didn't have a player's handbook, which means I was literally doing rules design before I got to play a role-playing game. <laughs> uh, and that that trend has stuck with me. I am fascinated by sinking my fingers into a mechanic and saying, how is this going to play? How is this going to be fun? How will this be useful but different from the other things we do? And with soldiers, we created a class that does really well in melee and can do really well with range. And with Solarian, we, we created a class that is, is good at combat but also has some mystic powers. So we really had to ask ourselves, is there a role that is a combatant role, a full base attack bonus role, that works better as a class than it does as, say, an archetype or as a fighting style or as a, a mm-hmm. new uh, solar manifestation. Right, and right. that is why all of the ideas of the Vanguard came together for it to not just have a different background and, and story around it, but to act radically different in combat. So it'll be functional, but not have the same feel and impact things differently. Right, and it's a, it's seeing a very different how feel. that design plays out really excites me. Right. It's a very different, if it's a very different thing to go from, oh, I need to get my AC up, you know, super, super high to, uh, I need to take some damage because <laughs> I'm going to need to build up my, you know, my pool of uh, frenetic points or whatever, or whatever. I forget what Entropic. Entropic. Yeah. Point. It's um, almost like a, a rage meter in a way that. Like, right. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. When I'm taking some damage. Incentivized for taking damage, and then that you turn that back on the other person. That's that. It is a mechanic I haven't seen. uh, And 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 it's really going to be important to see how do GMs react to it. How do think villains react to it? Mm -hmm. One of the things about Starfinder is that if you don't take cover, there's a decent chance that if you draw the attention of all the bad guys, you're going to get shot. If you've got a gang of five or six people all shooting at you, usually they don't have to roll super well to hit, right? And they're not going to hit you on a three normally, but it is hard to get your armor class so high that you just depend on being missed all the time. So 
when when theory crafting this thing and when doing really super short internal playtest ideas with it, it looks to me like any Vanguard who starts to be even modestly effective is going to take some damage and therefore is going to build up some entropic points, entropy points. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will turn out that the most effective way to deal with a Vanguard will be to ignore them entirely and we haven't given them enough other options. And that's something I want to look at. Or mm-hmm. maybe we're going to have the reverse problem in that the, the Vanguard will immediately draw the aggro of absolutely everyone because people are hoping to be able to put them down. And that means they will suddenly have all the entropy points they could possibly need and will be too powerful. And that's just a different kind of balancing act, and I'm I'm super excited to see what people say and what the surveys reveal, uh, because I assume we're going to have to make some changes to these classes, right? If I thought they were right. perfect out of the gate, I would not take the time. Uh, the Paizo wouldn't take the time to do a playtest. I mean, the whole team had to come together to write these earlies and pass them around and develop them and, and come up with the surveys and enter the surveys, and it's it's a time-consuming process that we would not do if we didn't think it was important to have that feedback. Um, yeah, so you've given us a few examples of some useful feedback for the dev team. You know, like, you know, I'm I'm enjoying this. None of my players want to, you know, do that. You know, when, you know, when the Vanguard interact, you know, interacts in combat in this way, uh, they become super, super powerful. Um, can you give an example of feedback that is not useful to the dev team? <laughs> I can imagine, because I know that there are useful feedback and there are not so useful feedback. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. I don't want to risk saying anything that will lead someone to thinking, oh, the feedback I was going to give uh, is exactly what he's saying isn't useful, so I won't do it, right? Uh-huh. Yes, of course there are things such as unuseful feedback, but I'll be honest, I would much rather go through 10 pieces of feedback that aren't useful to find the one nugget that will really make this a better game than to say, hey, don't don't tell me if you don't like the names of the classes because we can come up with names on our own. Well, if if the fact that the, the Vanguard's name doesn't have anything to do with entropy makes you not want to play the class, then I do <laughs> want to know that. Um, and, 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 you know, this is these are things that people are talking about. And it's also yeah. useful to know how much do people care, right? Even on threads where people are talking about this, we have at least as many people going, yeah, it's not perfect, but it doesn't bother me, as we have saying, hey, let's do something better. Mm-hmm. All of that is useful for the long long-term decision-making of adding what's what's going to be a like a nearly a 50% increase to the number of classes the game oh, has. Oh, yeah. And we only have seven classes. It, it is true that, yeah, we're only going to 10. We will still have fewer classes than, than Pathfinder had in its original core rulebook, right? We're still one mm-hmm. under its number. Um, and, and I think that's good. I don't, I don't think we need to ever risk having 37 classes plus three alternate classes plus... Um, that's just more than I think our game calls for because we set things up differently from the get-go. We'll, but, uh, we'll, we'll have you back in 2022 when there's 37 classes. <laughs> there won't, I, <laughs> if there are 37 classes, I won't be the person you'll be having back in 2022. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if there are the- 15, that's a conversation I'm willing to have in 2022. Uh, but 37 nice. is just... And, and I love 30s, right? I, I, I've been involved in a lot of third-party products for Pathfinder, many of which oh, yeah. create new classes. Um, but I, I think we have taken a different paradigm with character creation 
in Starfinder so that some things that used to be new classes, we can now say, okay, we're going to take that element, we're going to make it a, a, a theme, or we're going to take that idea and we're going to make it an archetype. And that archetype can apply to every class. So if we make a, a archetype that allows you to be a detective, for example, we don't have to say only thieves can be detectives. Oh, now we've created the investigator class. The investigator literally can't be a detective because we didn't make a detective archetype for the investigator. <laughs> uh, we don't have to do that. If we make a pirate, then anyone can be a pirate because being a pirate is about how you're different from the base class rather than about it having to be built around one specific class. Right. Right. Um, excellent. So uh, w w let's wrap that up because I am ready. I'm primed after uh, reading up about the classes and having talked to you, I want to make one right now and start, start play testing it, uh, throwing some Elikoth at it, as you said. Absolutely. See how a vanguard will will stand up against that. This is uh, by the time people are listening to this, we'll have one week under our belt of the six week process. So uh, you still have five five whole weeks to get out there, download the play test, try it out, and submit some feedback. Hopefully, help change these classes. Owen, once again, thank you so much for being here, chat with us. Thank you very much. It was a delight. Please do me a favor and follow Owen on Twitter at Owen underscore Stevens, Stevens with a PH and check out his awesome blog at owenkcstevens.com. Uh, there's some pretty awesome content on there. You're not going to want to miss out. So check that out. Uh, guys, thank you for taking the time out uh, to, to talk to Owen and, and talk about these classes. I'm sure we're going to have some more conversations in the future as we get ready for uh, for the end of Season 1, beginning of Season 2 of Cosmic Crit. But those will have to wait for another time. That's all we have time for this crit bit. Uh, thank you, everyone, once again. And we will see you next episode.